A reading from the book of Philippians. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation in love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look not to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. This is the word of the Lord. All right, well, good morning again. Uh, For those of you who walked in and were like, look at the wall, we are updating some things here. So we're glad that you noticed uh, that we've updated our back wall. We still have a few things to do, but glad that the initial response is that you like it. So that's good. For those of you who don't know, my name is Cody Quinn. I'm the pastor of Students and Connections here. And as always, it's just an honor to be able to, to speak, to preach to uh, you guys uh, when I have the chance. So I'm super thankful. So before we dive in, let me say one more quick word of prayer, and then we'll, we'll jump in. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness and your grace. We thank you for the true freedom that's found in you, the perfect freedom. God, I pray today as I speak, Father, that it would be your words, and God, that your words would cut all of us, including myself, to the heart, that we would be more and more like you. It's in your name we pray, amen. So as usual, I do not have a question to start off the morning with, but I just want to appreciate and affirm a couple people uh, from our church who, who serve faithfully And the first guy I want to appreciate is Henry Valk. Uh, He's back in the back of the room. And if you know Henry, he's going to be in the back. He's going to be shaking his hands like this, like, don't talk to me. Don't don't talk about me. Don't talk about me. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. It's about lifting him up. It's not not about me. I love Henry for that. But but if you've seen these communion cups up front, uh, ever since we've started back doing communion after COVID, uh, it's not a hard task. It's a rather simple task, but it's super tedious and it takes much longer than you think it would to fill up those cups with this little squirt bottle um, in the back of the room. And Henry came up one morning and was like, how can I serve? I just want to serve. I want to serve. I want to serve. How can I do that? And the opportunity we had was filling those communion cups. And most every single Sunday morning, he comes here with a smile on his face. If you know him, he's one of the most happy men that's walking the streets these days. And he fills those communion cups for us so that others can have an experience later on in the service. And, and Henry, just this past week, pulled up with a, a load from the men's outing we had at the land. His truck was full. Henry's just serving, serving, serving. And I appreciate Henry for all that he's done, all that he's doing. And he, I'm sure he hates that applause which just shows the heart of Henry and why I appreciate him and, and his, his service. And the other guy that I, I would love to, and there's so many I could talk about up here. There's just not enough time and I would inevitably leave someone out. But the other one I just want to point out is Butch Skinner sitting here on the second row. Uh, Butch, same heart, just a little different. I bet he's already elbowed Miss Mary over there and said, all right, here comes the appreciation 
that you haven't been, same heart as Henry, just a little different personality. I love Butch to death. He um, is tremendous. During COVID, we had, you know, many different variations of our service. At one point, we were doing a nine indoors, 11 outdoors, and Butch comes up and says, just, just like Henry, hey, I'm going to be here to serve. If you need me, use me. If not, then I'll just go hang out in the corner somewhere. And Butch, most every single Sunday, you saw him sitting or, or standing at the table under us right here where we are, right at the opening, welcoming you in so that others, so that you, so that whoever came in would be served well so they could have an experience on the other side of him and his table that he was manning. So Butch, I appreciate your consistency, your faithfulness. And again, there's so many that we could talk about, that I could share about. Um, But this idea of serving, not for the sake of so I can lift myself up, but so others can experience something because of the service, that is incredible. And that leans into our passage today. If you heard what Pastor Jim was reading, but here's the thing about serving. Here's the thing about helping others is just because you serve or just because you help someone in the context of faith does not mean that you, you, you know Jesus, right? We probably all can see that. We know people who do great work but we know they do not know Jesus. Serving does not equal knowing Jesus. Helping others does not mean living a faithful life. But as you'll see from my big idea this morning is that if you love Jesus, that your love for Jesus will always turn outward into a love for others. Will always turn outward to a love for others. And that's what Henry Butch and most of you in this room have shown by serving here and elsewhere is that your love for Jesus is what's driving you to serve. No matter the outcome, no matter the praise you get, really, in spite of that praise, it's because I love Jesus that overflow is there to serve others. And that's what our passage gets to today is that our love for Jesus will always turn outward to a love for others. So as we dive in, I'm going to quickly uh, run through the the four verses in Philippians, and uh, we'll dive into point one now, which is called Made for Unity. Made for Unity. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 begins in this way. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation in love, if any fellowship With the Spirit, if any affection and mercy make my joy complete by thinking in the same way, having the same love united in spirit, intent on one purpose. You see, in Philippians 1, really in all of Paul's letters in the New Testament, he is trying to get across this message of what does it look like to live a life worthy of the gospel? What does a life lived look like that is worthy of the gospel? And it begins in unity. And here in verse one, it, it basically he has this fourfold uh, plea. Hey, because of what Jesus has done in your life, if you've seen any encouragement from Christ, if you've seen any love in Christ, any fellowship with the Spirit, or any affection, mercy, forgiveness, redemption. Think about Jesus because that's where unity is founded. 
That's where true unity is founded. That's where it starts. And true unity can only flow from Christ, can only flow from him. So once you set your mind, as he says elsewhere on the things above, but as you set your mind on Christ, what he's done, what he's doing in your life, what he will do in your life, look around and see, am I living in unity? Or am I facilitating division? Is there any wall that I'm building in my life with those around me? Whether it's a friend or a a foe or an enemy, Jesus says to love him and to love our neighbor. We're made for unity. Paul here with his plea, we're made to live together, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. You see, Paul here, he's writing the book of Philippians in jail. He is not united with those who he's writing to. He's not united with anyone except the prisoners in that jail cell with him. And so he knows that in life, there's more to unity than just really being together in the same room, but it's moving in the same direction. It's moving with the same cause, living life to the same purpose. And that purpose, again, points back to verse one, which is Christ. But you also know, hey, you need to live in unity because life is hard. Life is difficult. Think about all the things. I could list some stuff, but you probably have a list already in your head of how life is difficult. What things come come up? Unexpected things happen. Diagnosis, maybe. Life is hard. And Paul knows we need each other. The, the division that we stir up in our life is just not worth it. Kent Hughes says this when it comes to unity. This said, Paul knows that toughing it out in the face of external pressures on his own will not be enough. The Philippians must be, and ourselves, we must be united not only against the common foes, but also unified in heart, mind, and in mutual regard for one another. So just the question is, are you living in unity with everyone? Are you living in unity, true unity? The only way to do that is to find life in Christ. So if you're not living a life of unity, maybe you need to check your heart. Is it in line with Christ? Is it in line with who Jesus has called you to be? Is it in line with who Jesus has called you to be to your neighbor? Remember in Matthew chapter 20, it says, um, or in Matthew chapter 22, it talks about how we are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, and strength, and likewise love our neighbor. It flows from the first, but it's just as important. Love God, love everyone. We're made for unity, which leads us to point two. Serve people, serve people. Serve people, serve people. Verse three continues in this way. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interests, you are to take care of yourself, but also for the interest of others. But also for the interest of others. And Paul here kind of hits, 
hits it hard, right? We're to live united, but we're to live for others, which makes sense. They go hand in hand, but it's difficult, especially in this life with social media, all these things. It's me, me, me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at what my group is doing. Look at what my group is doing. But we're supposed to live where we bring ourselves down a few notches or a lot of notches and lift others up. And to illustrate this point, I just want to talk about our students' missions trip that we just went on uh, a week before last. And Jay's just going to start cycling through just a few pictures here. As you see, our students serving, we were supposed to be in Miami. We ended up in Tampa. And uh, it was just a great week as we went and served different uh, communities, as we served different organizations. Um, Here you see Cooper and the girls are gardening. And it was a community garden. Our guys did kind of the same thing in a different location. We did some beach pickup as well. And so we're serving the community by, uh, one of them was called Keeping Tampa Bay Beautiful. And that's essentially kind of what we did. We, we helped Tampa Bay become a little more beautiful from the outside in. The church that we stayed in that hosted us kind of last minute, hosted our group. Uh, we ended up painting a few rooms for them, their middle school rooms. Um, one lady had painted, I think, four rooms and like a 50-foot hallway by herself through COVID, which if you've ever painted, that is crazy. And if you can think about a group of high schoolers painting those rooms, that may be even more crazy. I might just want to paint them myself. Uh, no, 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 y'all did good work. You did good work. Um, no, our kids did so good. It was such a great missions trip that brought our group together, talking about unity. One student, when we did our circle up on Sunday night, uh, this past Sunday night, um, they talked about how, you know, a lot of our trips, when we go to camps, when we go to overnights, we do different things like that. Like there's always this, after we come back, we're closer than what we usually are when we left. But this trip, he said, was just a little different. We ended up staying under one roof. We were in different locations, but under the same roof. And we were just always together, like always together. And there was just something about serving together, not just having fun together, We had a lot of fun. We played a lot of ping pong. Uh, We had a lot of fun, but we served together. We lived together. We ate together. We did uh, devotions together. It was a great trip. And he said that more than any other trip, I feel like we're closer than what we have been before. I feel like we're more family than even when we come back from camp. And coming back from camp or coming back from a men's hike is, is a huge feeling of unity. But what we learned on the trip is that on like day two or three, we were not really doing what we thought we were going to do. When I think of missions trip, I think about face to face, handing out food to the poor or or doing something face to face with those in need, not serving at a, a food bank where we're just sorting cans, we're sorting boxes so that later they can go do the face-to-face. I think about mission trip, we're actually going to be doing the face-to-face. And on night two or three, and, and the students here can, can attest, I, I looked at them, I was like, guys, what have you been expecting from this trip? Because for me, honestly, after day two, I felt a little kind of like we, we weren't doing any mission work. Like we weren't helping anyone. Just, just being honest with the students. Hey, I thought we'd be face-to-face handing stuff out to, to people. 
And then what we ended up discussing that night is that by helping these local organizations who will be there long after we leave, we're helping them do the face-to-face later. We're, We're doing mission work, but it wasn't exactly what we thought we were getting into which turned out to be incredible because it was a moment of growth for, for myself. It was a moment of growth for the students to see that just because you're serving, you still got to check your heart. Just because you're helping others does not mean you're doing it out of the right heart, out of that heart that's founded in Christ. Kerry Newhoff has this quote. It says, too many Christians get passionate about their mission, not the mission. Just let that one sit for a minute. Too many Christians get, their, their, get passionate about their mission, not the mission. Jesus is the mission. In Matthew chapter 20, it talks about how Jesus came to serve, not to be served. See, our mission is to make Christ famous, not ourselves. What ulterior motives do you guys have whenever you go to serve, whenever you help, if you help, if you serve anywhere? I know a lot of times I've gone to serve so that I can post on Instagram that, hey, look at what I did. You know, I wouldn't tell you that. And honestly, I don't feel that in the moment, but I sure like when I start getting likes on my posts. I sure like when when people see that. And probably some of you do the same. What ulterior motives do you have when you serve? Too many Christians get passionate about their mission, not the mission. The mission is to make Christ famous. Can we do that together? See, Paul here is encouraging others to bring themselves down. The church, he's talking to Christians, people in church, bring yourself down, lift others up. Bring yourself down, lift others up. So what is one way that you can do that? Or how is one way you can do that this week? How is one way you can do that? Maybe maybe just a simple, easy next step is we have these serve team cards out in the lobby. And an easy next step for you to serve is to help serve our community here, our church family. You can be a Butch, a Henry. The Maxwells, the Graves, you can, be, you can be a part of this family. And if you're new, that's a great way to plug in and to get to know people better is to serve with people. Kids team, connections team, meals team, reading scripture. There's all these different ways to serve. Or maybe it's finding a food bank out in the area. Maybe it's going around your neighborhood and looking and seeing what, who needs help. Maybe it's literally going to your neighbor's door knocking and say, hey, can I help with anything? And then they look at you funny like no one's ever asked that before. Right? Look for ways. Don't just wait for them to come. My challenge for you this morning is to live united and we can, we can live in more unity if we serve others, if we lift others up. So look for ways this week to serve. The big idea, and as I wrap up, is just our love for Jesus will always turn outward to a love for others. Is your heart right with Jesus? Paul argues that everything starts from there, as we read in chapter 2, verse 1. It all starts with what Jesus has done, what he's doing currently, what he will do for us. Love for Jesus will always turn outward to a love 
for others. Let me pray. Jesus, we thank you so much for how you came to serve us, not to make yourself famous, not to lift your own name up, God, but you came to serve so that we could have this experience of forgiveness. We could have the experience of unity. We could have the experience of living with you. Father, help us just to imitate. Help us to imitate you in that. Father, may we go out and raise others up. How can we help someone else have a better day? Maybe it's a smile. Maybe it's a handshake. Maybe it's a a raking the leaves. Maybe it's serving at a food pantry. Maybe it's serving at the church. There's a million ways to serve. So God, I pray that for everyone in this room, everyone watching online, that you would bring an opportunity for them to step into this week, to serve, to help others, to, 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 to raise someone above themselves. Because as you say in your word, God, that we are to love you, which is where it all begins, but then just the same, we're to love our neighbor. God, help us to accomplish that mission, to live in unity and to raise others up. It's in your name we pray, amen.